0: Ooh. <laughs> good morning and welcome to Saint Gabriel Catholic radio this is the first Friday of the month of August a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart and as such this is the Sacred Heart hour this is father Stosh daily joined live by Chuck and Joanne Wilson
1: good morning good morning father
0: Chuck and Joanne if our listeners are listening right now and they're hearing our voices that's always a good reminder that it is the first Friday yes, of the month
1: it is. <laughs>
0: so here we are I always uh, have to brace myself because they have that you know that beautiful very uh, monastic view. Music And then there's the three of us. We come in. Yeah. <laughs> so, a good balance, you know. So as we begin this hour of the Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month and this month of August, let us begin by offering up the morning offering. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Chuck and Joanne, what do you got cooking for the month of August?
2: There's not a lot cooking over here, Father.
0: (laughs) But you got a lot of tomatoes coming in.
2: Yeah, I do (laughs) have tomatoes, and it's been great to just watch something grow, and it's like a little Easter egg hunt every morning. I go out there hunting for tomatoes.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: And Chuck, what's your guidelines from the (laughs) sidelines? Don't get in the way?
1: But let's talk a little bit, Joanne, why we do this today on the oh, Second yes. Hour.
2: Bring us back. Bring yes. us back. <laughs> well, we do this because Jesus asked. And this is so awesome because we didn't make this up. He appeared to St. Margaret and Mary, Alacoque, in between 1673 and 1675. And our Lord said that he would bless each home where a picture of his sacred heart is exposed and honored. Actually, it wasn't just a picture. It's an image. So it could be a statue. But to really get that sacred heart, that welcomeness into the home, to be able to receive the promises, to be able to have new graces, and especially during this time. So that's why we're here, and that's why we're excited about it, and um, and that's what we want to share about.
1: And we were talking earlier, Joanne and I, that in 1990, when we did our enrollment, quite frankly, Father, we didn't know what this was about. Father Joe Law said, would you like to do it? You know, we said, sounds good. Let's do it.
2: Why wouldn't we do it? Yeah,
1: and so for people listening, you know, the advice we would give you is sort of let just do it and not be afraid of it you don't have to prepare for it you can just say i'll do it and then you can go on our website welcomehisheart.com, or you can call st gabriel at 614-459-4820 um, you can pick up a kit at st gabriel or we can mail you a kit and you know there are five easy steps and i think people say well I don't have time for this. Five easy steps. First of all, you're going to have an image, so you select where you want to put the image in a prominent place. Second of all, we talk about preparation, uh, three days of preparation or eight days of preparation, whatever works within your family schedule to prepare for the enthronement. And then we recommend on Sunday going to Mass, and having the enthronement afterwards and inviting some people over, or at least uh, letting people call in if they want to listen to your enthronement. But more importantly, just enthrone your home. And then our Lord says, Honor Jesus. And that's the third phase, which is this continuation. And part of Sacred Heart Hour is allowing our listeners to continue to honor Jesus by going deeper with his sacred
2: heart. And the newsletter is such a help.
1: And the newsletter. So, Father, with that going, I know this is a great month for people to go ahead and to renew their enthronement or to go ahead and to enthrone their homes. But also August, last year you talked about August was a return. Return, you used the word return to normal how would you phrase it this year? Not normal. <laughs>
0: so, a desire, a desire for the return to normal. Exactly. A desire for the return to normal. Well, you know, the beautiful thing is, and Chuck and Joan, you can give testimony to this because you've been in, involved and really uh, worked hard and borne the fruits from being involved and present to so many different movements mm-hmm. and right. uh, participations and, you know, Uh, events in the life of the local church. And I think, you know, in in your own words, uh, you know, I I think it'd be great to hear, you uh, You can be a part of the, you you can have it in your schedule to go to the women's conference every year, the men's conference every year. You can Mm -hmm. be a part of a Bible study, Mm -hmm. a prayer group, a meeting, a movement, an apostolate, a particular spirituality. And yet, you know, uh, on top of all of those good things, the heart of Jesus doesn't compete, but rather he fulfills, he satisfies. Oh,
2: that's so true. You know? And
0: so a lot of people will say, well, I don't know if I need to do the consecration of the sacred heart or the enthronement of the sacred heart because I'm involved in X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, but like your, your participation in the Bible study is going to become that much more fruitful and beneficial because you're taking that step of making sure the Lord in a very public way, in a familial way, in a personal way, is king, brother, and friend in your home.
2: You know, it enlivens and enriches everything, because it's really all about the heart. And what we pray for is an exchange of hearts, a deepening of the love in our own heart, a deeper connection to the heart of our Lord. So, you know, as we grow in that over time, and and then I, we never stop growing in that until eternity, it just enlivens everything. All the apostolates you might be involved in or you know, devotions you might have. It's it's just connecting with the heart of Jesus. It is the remedy. His heart is the remedy. And so it definitely is not competing. And it's not competing with divine mercy. That's his heart. It's his heart. His heart is love and mercy.
1: And Sister Faustina had a real devotion to the Sacred Heart. Yes, she did. But I think, Father, you know, for a lot of us who are semi-quarantined, some are more than others, and we know this is a difficult time, Father, for a lot of families today with the uncertainty going on. And, you know, our Lord gave to St. Margaret Mary, uh, we call them the 12 Promises uh, that came out of two or three years of her of our Lord appearing to Saint Margaret Mary uh, back in 1600, and I go back to that second one. I will establish peace in their home. Yeah, and I think Father, we all know the stress times we're in. It's putting a lot of stress on families, and maybe help us again understand. This is why it's so relevant today to enthrone your home to the sacred heart
0: yeah you, you know it's it, it's uh it doesn't really matter if you're that individual who's involved in a lot and you're mm. thinking i don't know if i have any more time to get involved in something else or if you're that individual who's kind of like i know i need to grow in my faith life but i don't know where to begin mm. in it, it, every place in between you know who Irregardless of who we are, where we may be, how much we're involved or invested or participating in the life of the church, the heart of Jesus is supposed to be our heart. It's supposed to be at the center of our homes, and with so many burdens on our shoulders right now, uh, as a society, as a culture, as a people, as you know, as a family, uh, as a church, uh, as individuals, you know, it's like, well, how does one carry this? How does one carry? The burden of reality. If you don't have the heart of God, the heart of Christ, the heart of Jesus beating within you, first through the Eucharist, but then also to see that heart of Jesus as like the goalpost, the goal in your home, and to know that the Lord is with us, the Lord is among us. I mean, that strikes at the core of the Christian message: God lives, and, and Father, God is present if among when us.
2: When we have an image in our home, mm-hmm. many of us Catholics. You know, unfortunately, we don't have an image.
1: Right. But when
2: you enthrone and you do place an image of our Lord, just like recently, you know, Chuck had to stay in the hospital, I knew where to go. Yeah. To to connect with our Lord in a special way in our home to pray, it becomes that um, that that touch point. Yeah. And uh, and it's just. That's why he that's why he asked us cuz he knows we need those holy reminders. Yep. He he knows we need that uh jump starts. And I can say and I can uh definitely share that during this time I had a peace and Chuck had a peace and we knew that it was a grace. We knew that our Lord makes good on his promises. And that's a, a recent sharing. And that's why, you know, being a missionary now for, what is it, seven, eight years actively in Columbus, hearing the stories of so many others, households, businesses, families that have embraced it, that have welcomed our Lord and honored him, it just, it has so enlivened our lives that, you know, I share with our son, the priest, and you, wow, you're involved in all these people's lives. Well, you're involved with others when they have enthroned the sacred heart, too. There's a new connection. Exactly. And it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, when Chuck asked, you know, it's like, well, the Lord said in that second promise, I will give peace to their families. I mean, now, more than ever, we can all realize yeah. just how every household, irregardless of how many people might live there, every household needs the Lord's peace. They need the Lord as like the lighthouse you know, providing light in the darkness. They need the Lord's heart as a source of stability when everything in the world seems to be, like, up in the air and uncertain. Mm -hmm. We just follow the Lord. And, you know, on this first Friday, it's a beautiful opportunity to extend an invitation to anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. Consider, you know, making the heart of Jesus the center of your life, the center of your home. You know, call around. Find a church that is open for visits. You know, if not for participation in Holy Mass, at least to visit our Lord in the Eucharist. But if there's a Mass being offered... And you're able to attend it, please attend that Mass. And on this first Friday, just realize, you know, we attend Mass and we offer up uh, the graces we receive in Holy Communion uh, in reparation for that, you know, that ignorance or that avoidance or those insults that are placed against the Lord's Sacred Heart. I mean, you can see uh, in today's world how many people are investing incredible amounts of energy and dependency upon anything and everything other than the Lord. But for those of us who know him as Lord, for those of us who love him and follow him, we realize, oh, it's like, I first have to go back to Jesus. You know, right now, I have to Absolutely. first go back to Jesus. It's like you said, you know, you have a health scare. It's like, well, you know, rather than place all of that burden of responsibility upon uh, the doctors and the nurses, it's like, let's go back to Jesus and ask him to enlighten And to bless the doctors and nurses so that the best possible outcome can be made. But uh, we will always be at peace, knowing that the Lord and only the Lord is really truly in charge. And you know, when we live with the heart of Jesus at the center of our lives, we start to live the fullness of the life of the church. And that's why we have First Friday every month. And you know, on this radio show, we kind of we we cover the highlights and the beauty and the glory of that present month, because as Catholics, we live in time. And, mm. you know, in this month of August, there's a beautiful uh, opportunity, like day in and day out, to just consider how the Lord walks with us, how the Lord is among us. You know, like yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Transfiguration, and in the Gospel, we hear about, you know, how uh, the Lord Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up Mount Tabor, and while they're spending time in prayer... What happens, you know, uh, they start to realize that Moses and Elijah are with the Lord Jesus. They're counseling him. They're consoling him. They're spending time with him. They're speaking. And Peter does what? Oh, Lord, let let me erect three tents. Well, right there, you know, Peter, the only thing Peter has control over at that particular moment is that moment. And the way he wants to maintain control is to, you know, kind of extend that moment. Let me build three tents so that we can stay just as we are right now. Right there, right then, when Peter does a very human reaction, he wants to maintain control, then what happens? The the cloud forms, the cloud descends, the voice of the father is heard, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Mm. You know, it's like the Lord's telling Peter, no, you're not in control, my son is. Mm. Don't worry about what you have to say, rather, focus on what you can hear listen to my son and what happens of course you know today we say they face planted they fell flat on their face you know, (laughs) out of fear peter james and john they go they go immediately to the ground because of what well their control has been taken away Mm. the father in his great love and mercy he's taken away their control that idea that they somehow had control and he puts the focus back on jesus his son listen to him my well-beloved son in that incredible moment, living the life of the faith, how many of us are in that point where we thought we were in control? We want to be in control, but we all know that we're really not. And it's when
2: actually you, a relief. It, it is. It um, is a relief. Yeah, when totally. You your home to say, Jesus, you are ahead of this house. Absolutely. It, it, it's like I know for Chuck, it's almost like a breath of, huh. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? And yeah, well, I, I, I also think for those listening. And I know we have a lot of listeners who have enthroned their home. Part of this is, and I love what our Lord said, Father, is you have to continue to honor Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is not once and done. And uh, by honoring Jesus is to make sure in the morning, and and you did the morning uh, prayer this morning, morning offering prayer this morning, is uh, come together together. I know whether it's Joanne and I or families, and that's one of the biggest barriers uh, that we have, is to pray together. And what a great way that by enthroning your home, you get to pray with your family. Any thoughts on that, Father?
0: Well, absolutely. You know that honoring the Lord is of utmost importance because it keeps Him at the center of our lives. And a lot of times people ask, like, well, how can I honor Him? Well, live First Friday. You know, just make it, like, write it on the calendar. It's First Friday, so I'm going to take the holy water I got from the church, and I'm going to re-bless my home. I'm going to re-bless. I'm going to reconsecrate. I'm going to reclaim my home for the Lord's kingdom. His heart is here. I'm going to make the home a very sacred place. Bless it with the holy water you got from your parish church. Um, You know, gather the people in your home, or pull together some people that you know, and say a prayer to the Sacred Heart on the First Friday, or pray a rosary. For the benefit of people in your home, on the first Friday, you know, maybe light a candle by the image of the Sacred Heart that you have. Uh, never take for granted the opportunity to visit Jesus in the Eucharist. Keep alive that honoring, and you start with the first Friday once a month, and then you kind of build on that. You kind of grow it from there. Uh, just some very practical things. And you, know, the three of us, have spoken many times with one another and you know shared life, and it's like how easy it is to become complacent. With the great gift of our faith, and it's like if you start to find yourself in that pl- that place or that point, take the image of the Sacred Heart from where you have him, and move it to another room.
2: Yeah,
0: you know. And people say a place of prominence. Well, what does that mean? A place of prominence means a place that you are every day. Where yeah. are you every day? Make sure the Lord is there. Don't stick him in the formal dining room where no one's allowed to go. But stick him in. You know, have the image of our Lord in the kitchen or in the common room you know, maybe put the picture on an easel at the center of the table where people will gather and do their homework or catch up on emails or, you know, sit down and have a family meal. A place of prominence is, where is that place in your home where you find yourself every day for the majority of the time you're home? That's where the Lord should be.
1: And I know, Father, for me, you know, I have a smaller image right on my desk. And I know other people who are in the workplace today have put it at their desk because then it tells you this is who i am this is who i stand for and you want to make sure your conversations oh yeah reflect jesus yep and uh, anger as you know can enter in but with jesus it's it's not about anger it's about his love so how do we love others in a greater way
2: and you know i would also suggest that the congress Uh, Colleen and I ordered several small images of the Sacred Heart, and we sold out, and especially when we shared, this is sort of our go-to hospital.
1: Yeah. As
2: you're kind of, you know, throwing things in a bag as a loved one, a water bottle and a book, and, you know, to have that image in your hospital room When the doctors and nurses come in, they know something about you and without asking, and it is a prayer. It is a prayer for healing. It is a prayer for them, and it really does make a difference. We can really share that because that's uh, something we just do automatically now, and, um, you know, it's like don't leave home without it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I know, Father, this is also... Which, um, as you know, I'm a convert. I never thought of August being a Marian month.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you know, when you, uh, like, you know, we're inviting our listeners to return to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to return to Jesus, to return to His Word, to return to the Father's love, and like we said, you know, when you live the life of Jesus, when you live with His heart at the center of your life. You live the life of the church and so every month has its uh, particular focus or its particular gift and like you said the month of August uh, unknown to many is is truly considered one of the Marian months of course May and October are the big ones but August is a Marian month as well primarily because of what we remember what we recall and what we live you know mm. we got the huge the big glorious solemnity and celebration of the assumption of our lady into heaven We also have an event like yesterday's Feast of the Transfiguration. And then going back to the assumption, if you go a week later, on the 22nd, you've got the queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, All of these beautiful opportunities to consider how the closer and closer we draw to the heart of Jesus, the more and more we become familiar with his mother as our mother. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful opportunity to kind of live the life we were intended to live. You know, Chuck and John. You know, we will share notes on all the different places we've gone to on pilgrimage. Everything from Lords and Fatima, yeah. um, you know, Megagoria, and then you know, we also have local shrines as well. You know, like Our Lady of Consolation and Carrie and you Father, go on this funny, pilgrimage.
2: You can say that because <laughs> yeah. we just made a pilgrimage there, and that is something I wanted to share. As we are pretty housebound these days. But to not just think about, oh, I just can't wait to get to the mall someday, (laughs) you know, go to make a pilgrimage. But Our Lady of Consolation is about an hour and a half away. It's a beautiful, beautiful shrine if you've not been there. And I would say pack a little lunch. And as a woman, I'd say bring a tablecloth for the picnic table. (laughs) Or wipe it down. <laughs> Might be a little dusty, but um, you know, just to be there in that peace. But one thing: if you do go, sometimes the mass is in the little church, the little white sure, church, yeah. The and original there wasn't church, a yeah. sign there, so we had to kind of figure that out. But we know we just had a beautiful day. A grace-filled day, and we were consoled by the Blessed Mother in so many ways. So um, that is, as you say, you don't have to travel by plane right now. You can, you know, we have opportunities right here. It's true. Your yeah. own parish, Church.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Well, and I also mm-hmm. think, Father, I know they have a big celebration on a, virgil, a vigil yeah. of, of the uh, assumption, assumption. Yeah. and a lot of people and that has been a tradition Father maybe help us for many years
3: oh
0: yeah yeah um all of the marian shrines usually have a patronal feast day so it's a particular day Uh when you know they will really glory in the life of our lord jesus christ and the life of the blessed virgin mary so the shrine of our lady of consolation which is staffed and administered and cared for by the Conventual franciscan friars um the friars you know they really really go all out in celebrating the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, August 15th. Well, the vigil the night before on the 14th, which is the Feast of St. Maximilian Colbe, also a conventional Franciscan, that's when they have the big outdoor evening candlelight rosary procession. Now, I'm not sure to what extent they will be able to have that this year because of uh, the obvious, you know, the virus and whatnot. But, you know, you're so right. I mean, it it, it, doesn't—if you have enough money to fill the gas tank— with gasoline, then that's pretty much all you need to make it to carry. Yeah, uh, and spend the day in prayer. Uh, you have the huge, beautiful, grand basilica that is just filled with so many opportunities for prayer. The lower church that has all of the uh, the memorabilia from the miracles that have been granted through Our Lady's intercession. There, then you have the original church. You have the Shrine Park. I mean, it's just a beautiful place to go and get away from that normal routine that can sometimes. Even become like suffocating to our faith. You just make a little drive to carry, enjoy the faith there. um, You know, love the moments that you have, and regardless of uh, you know what may be offered or what might be taking place, there's an opportunity to just kind of walk the stations of the cross um, to enjoy the silence and the peace there. Um, And it's just, and it's so close. Like you said, like an hour and a half, give or take, from Columbus. I would just pack
2: a little sandwich. Because I don't think the cafeteria is open, but to even just sit there and have a little picnic, it just kind of extended it, and, um, you know, and if, you're, if you are on you know, a further trip, we would always stop there when the kids were going to camp in Michigan. And because it's not that far off of the highway.
0: Right. No, and so, you can see it from know, 23. so, you know, as you're planning
2: yeah. outings, and hopefully this will be happening more and more, think about what Marian Shrine or any Shrine or yeah. faith opportunity might be right there along the way.
1: Yep. Now father, I do have a story.
2: Oh, it's a good one.
1: Before <laughs> I was I was uh taking the leap to becoming Catholic. I was still holding on to my protesting Protestant roots. And uh <laughs> so Joanne was Catholic, I was not, nineteen seventy five I was thirty one and I was coming back just had come to Ohio and coming back from a business trip from Michigan and twenty three, route twenty three and Uh, Bill Shepard was driving the car, just two of us, took us right through Cary. Now, I don't know about Cary. I don't even know about the Blessed Mother. I don't know anything. And we're coming through, and Bill saw an opportunity on the right side as cars were turning left to beat the the light that was ahead. There's only one light, (laughs) Cary. And he gunned it. Well, unfortunately, a car coming the opposite way was doing the same thing. Mm. And we collided. And I, uh, I remember this even to today that we were heading right for this. Right now it's the HR block building, but we were being thrown into this building. And my thinking is at that point, this is it. Yeah. Cause we were going so fast. All of a sudden everything stopped. Everything stopped. Both cars came to a halt. Bill was fine. We never hit the building, and so forth. The car was totaled, wasn't it? The car was totaled. Now, when I look back, even for us who have not grown up with Mary, I now look back and saw her protection. Something stopped the car, and I know it was Mary. And I, I think that story tells us, even if you don't have a devotion to Mary, she is still our mother, And she is with us and protected us. Then I got home, and what did I say to Joanne?
2: Well, I was eight months pregnant with Father Wilson, and he walks in and says, I should be dead. I said, no, you can't die. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) No. And I actually never heard the real details, allowed myself to really enter into that moment of what he was talking about for years later. Wow. And so he just showed me at this little trip we had to carry, kind of set it up. This is where the car was, and this is. But sometimes in our lives, often, when we get a glimpse of how our Lord intervened in your life, sometimes it takes years before you realize it, or you might, it might be when, you know, in heaven. But he is there, and our mother is there, and by inviting the Sacred Heart into your home, I really believe that a new awareness comes of his uh, of his
1: love. And that was my journey to Carey, Ohio, <laughs> and now I have a greater devotion to it, and thank our Mother every day, and Father, um, as we are going to be coming to a close. Um, I know the assumption is really very special. Oh yeah. And but a lot of Protestants we struggle with the assumption. Sure. What's this sure. Mary going into heaven and queenship and queenship? Oh, yeah. So maybe any other thoughts on that?
0: Well, yeah. As we bring to a close this first segment, I think it's it's important to just keep in mind that you know we remember not just the assumption of our Lady into heaven, but we first recall the ascension of Jesus mm. into heaven. So. Jesus' ascension is him going to heaven of his own accord to to be in union with the Father. Mary's assumption into heaven is her son, Jesus, our Lord, pulling her into heaven. Mm. So she doesn't go necessarily of her own power or of her own right.
2: Important you know, distinction.
0: Yeah, she's literally pulled into heaven by her son, and she's assumed into heaven for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is she's the Immaculate Conception, so she never suffered from the consequences of original sin, and she never committed sin herself. Remember, of her flesh, he is born. His flesh he inherited from her. So there's no stain of sin, there's no effect or consequence of sin in his flesh, because he's God, nor in the flesh of his mother, because she was spared so that she would become the portal through which he would enter into creation. And kind of as, as as a filial respect, the love that only a son could have for his mother, it's like, if she does not logically deserve death, why would I allow her to then experience it? So, you know, we say that in the East, they would say the dormition of Mary. She fell asleep, but then she awoke in heaven. In the West, we say, you know, she was assumed. So she never experienced that death that we will as a result of original sin. But Jesus did not want and would not allow his mother to experience any effect of sin, especially since she didn't commit it. So he pulled her into heaven. And the assumption of Our Lady into heaven is not only a great opportunity to consider the power and the glory of the kingship of Jesus. But it's also an opportunity for those of us who are used to the rosary to consider this event is something that we recall and meditate upon in the mysteries of the rosary. And it makes uh, sense. Yeah, and, and then it doesn't stop there. It goes on to the queenship. But, you know, we've got a lot more to cover in the next segment. So yes, as we bring we to do. a close <laughs> this one, we will entrust ourselves to the mercy, the glory, and the love. Of the heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger, comfort us in our afflictions, give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings in all that we do,
3: and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Too often, we let people's actions determine our reactions. Stop living that way. It only makes you unstable and miserable. Listen, if you have a bad boss, work with a smile. Because he deserves that? No, because you do. God's calling you to be a joyful person today. If you're cut off on the freeway, wave with all five fingers. God's calling you to be a witness, even if that other driver isn't. If you have a kid who's driving you crazy, do extra to show how much you love her because that's the kind of parent you're called to be. No one gets to dictate the kind of person you are except God. That's not being a pushover. That's real power. It's the kind of power Jesus showed us when he was tried and crucified and still loved those who were killing him. Their actions didn't determine his reactions. God is love and he acted out of who he is, not who they were. And that's how we're called to be send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com this is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com
4: most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God yet with our busy schedules today many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God so many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges substance abuse and other worries but there is hope Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. Learn more by visiting CatholicsComeHome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
0: (laughs) Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the Sacred Heart Hour for the first Friday of the month of August. And today we remember the Sacred Heart of Jesus in a particular and special way. Today, all of our prayers, all of the graces the Lord bestows upon us, we are invited by the church as our mother on earth to offer up those prayers, those graces in reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus. I'm joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson on this Sacred Heart Hour.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
0: <laughs> and you know, the first segment we were revisiting how the power, the the beauty, the glory of the heart of Jesus offers us a new way of life, the life of the church. And that kind of uh, sheds a different kind of light on the month that you're living. And in this month of August, we've been reflecting upon the significance of Our Lady. August is considered a Marian month, very much like May or October. And, uh, you know, Chuck and Joanne, you guys offer a beautiful mix of perspectives. You know, Joanne, cradle Catholic. You grew up in the height, the peak of like what we might call Catholic culture.
2: I didn't realize it at the time, but <laughs> yes, I think so.
0: And then, Chuck, you bring this a very refreshing <laughs> perspective, because you came into the Catholic Church as a convert, and you get to appreciate what a lot of people take for granted.
1: Mm, true. You know, that's true, and I think there's a gift being a, a convert, but um, I have to just share, honestly, that I didn't go in because I thought this was the greatest leap that I could make in my faith life. Mm -hmm. I went in because I said, well, uh, we might lose Chad, an unborn baby. I've been eight years, um, you know, practicing my own faith on the golf course. (laughs) And Joanne was holding the fort down with two children. And Mm -hmm. I realized I needed to do something. And back then, you didn't have to go through RCIA. It was two visits with Monsignor Grimes, and he said, you're ready, and I said, I'm ready. (laughs) And I came in. But the beauty of the Catholic Church is it doesn't just, you don't have to get there and, and cross all the bases. You just have to say yes, and then the Lord will divulge, you know, along the way, the beauty of the Church. And I think today, for me, Part of the beauty is, is talking about Mary and mm, how yeah. Mary came into my life. So I think for listeners today, you know, that leap of faith, whether it's just saying I want to enthrone my home, I'm not sure what this is all about. I'm not sure about all these graces. But I know we need to do it as a family because Jesus said to do it. And then let the graces flow from there as a family and let Jesus take over your home and let him take over those issues going on in their home. So for those that are listening, go to afterwards com. You'll get a lot more information. And one of the gifts that happened, Father, in the last three months, we've had over 50,000 visits to our website. And there you, wonderful videos there with father giving instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of content, a lot of testimonies. But more importantly, you can sign up today. And because we are being quarantined, you can go mm-hmm. ahead and download the booklet uh, for a nominal fee. Or you can have a kit sent to your home. Or you can go to St. Gabriel Radio and pick up a kit. It's very easy to do. And if you need additional help, a missionary will call you. So we just want you to be open to this. And I know, Father, on my journey, every time a little yes came about, Mm -hmm. really, I I had nothing to do with that yes except, well, sounds good to me. But then (laughs) I I see the blessings that have come from that.
2: That's been our whole, you know, faith life is the little yeses. And what the Lord can do with that little yes, just give them what you have. And many times it's just a
1: little yes. So for those listening today, again, we're going to be, we're talking in uh, this half hour again about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart during the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel AM 820. Uh, But it's a time to say you know, we're not living in typical times. No. We are living not, in no. a very difficult time, Father. And maybe help our audience really today saying, it's either do it or keep honoring it. But right. Jesus wants to be the king, friend, brother, and savior of your home.
0: You know, I, I, we go back and, like, we're living this month of August. We're in the first Friday, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the month of August, a month dedicated to Our Lady and. You know, I'm just inviting our listeners to consider the very last phrase, the very last few words that are recorded in scripture in mm. the Gospels that were spoken by our Lady. It takes place in John's Gospel. The event occurs at Cana during the mm. wedding feast. The very last words that are recorded in the Gospel as spoken by our Lady is what at that time, 2,000 years ago, she said to the servants. But in our time, she says to each one of us, it's a very simple phrase, but beautiful set of words. Do whatever he tells you. Those are the last words recorded in the Gospels spoken by Our Lady Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mother, the Mother of Jesus, our Mother. The very last words recorded in the Scriptures spoken by Mary, the Mother of Jesus are, do whatever he tells you. Now, keep in mind, the words of the Gospels are the words of everlasting life. They're not limited to any particular moment in time, and they're not spoken to just any one particular person. But if those words are recorded, and they are read, and they are prayed, and they are lived, what happens? We who are trying to keep our eyes on Jesus, we hear Mary as our mother speak to us every moment of every day, saying, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Wow, that's beautiful. And then likewise, if we go to the very last words that are recorded as being spoken by Jesus about his mother, he doesn't speak them to her. He speaks them to John, to the apostles, to the disciples, to all of us. And what are the last words he says about her? Behold your mother. Mm. Now, if you take the very last words from Mary, do whatever he tells you. And then, the very last words spoken by Jesus in the Gospels about her, behold your mother. Right there, you have you know this this incredible invitation, which is on the one hand a challenge and on the other hand a consolation. We hear Mary, as our mother, say, "Do whatever He tells you." Listen to Jesus. It's a beautiful compliment to the words spoken oh, by our that Father is that yesterday. Oh, gorgeous! We, you
2: know, oh, thank you for that reminder.
0: Well, in this month of August, it's you know that's like it's the words of the scriptures for all of us. You know, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing when you live the life of the heart of Jesus, when you live with the heart of Jesus at the center of your life. Everything everything in the life of Jesus is your life. The words Mm. of the gospel come alive. And you walk into the home, you walk into your house, your apartment, you're stressed from the day. Maybe you got stuck in traffic during rush hour. You know, there's all these demands, there's all these burdens. You walk into your home and you see the sacred heart of Jesus there. Listen to the words of Mary. Mm. Do whatever he tells you. And when you're challenged, you know, and you're overwhelmed and you're thinking, you know, the last thing I can do right now is live my faith. The last th- I, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be holy. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to pray. Why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel like I'm so forgotten? In that moment, we hear the words of Jesus. Behold your mother. She will teach you how to pray. She will be with you as you pray. She will let you know what to do and how to do it so as to stay close to me. You know, and right there, We realize when we decide to open our door to the heart of Jesus, we become a part of his family. His words become our words. His mother becomes our mother. She teaches us how to follow him. And with her beautiful, gentle, yet firm, uh, you know, words, do whatever he tells you. She says what? Stay focused on him. Stay focused on his heart. Don't let the storms around you uh, dissuade you or distract you. And, you know, don't be like Peter, who when you focus more on the storms, you start to sink. Hmm. Focus on Jesus. And so we have, in this month of August, this Marian month, and on this first Friday, this Day of the Sacred Heart, we've got these beautiful opportunities to live his life, to live the life of the Church, and to live you know, with his heart as our own.
2: Well, and I think the more we do that, connect with the life of the Church, Every month, there's really something every month to celebrate, to learn from. It's so, life is so rich, but we just need to, um, we just need to tune in.
1: Mm. Now, I know, Father, we talked about in session one about the assumption, but, you know, this queenship for us that are converts, Help us through
0: this queenship. <laughs> you know, I I'm reminded when I uh, was in seminary. I spent four years of seminary at the Josephineum here uh, in Columbus, and then I was transferred to Mount Saint Mary Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. And we would uh, naturally go into Baltimore or Washington, D.C. for different events, and the cathedral in Baltimore is called the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen. So. We would come in from Emmitsburg and we'd take the freeways in. And of course, uh, you know, GPS was just starting to become popular then. So, you know, we'd get lost and we'd go to this enormous church right on the corner. And we'd pull up and it's like, oh, this is not the cathedral. It's not a Catholic church. It was a Protestant church. And we'd say, you know, we'd get out and we'd say... Uh, By chance, could you give us directions to the Cathedral of Mary, our queen? And the guy would say, the Cathedral of Mary, your queen, is down the street (laughs) across the way. And we were like, what? No, it's our queen. She's our queen. All of our, you know, regardless of where we may be, she's our mother. She's our queen. Hmm. The queenship of Mary goes back to one essential, undeniable element of being a disciple of Jesus. He is king. And we have to remember that he comes from the line of David. He's adopted by St. Joseph, so he comes from the line of David. And he has a legal claim to the kingship of David, the kingship of Solomon, you know. And the thing is, in the kingdom of David, the kingdom of Solomon, the queen is not the wife of the king, but the queen is the mother of the king. So if we as Christians, if we as disciples admit that Jesus is king— king of the universe, king of the world, king of our country, king of our home, king of our hearts, then the queen in his kingdom is his mother because he's of the royal line of David and Solomon. And therefore, if their queen is their mother when they were alive and king, then Jesus' kingdom, which knows no end, and his kingdom encompasses heaven and earth, the queen of his kingdom is going to be his mother, Mary.
2: Wasn't the queen mother also uh, the intercessor?
0: Well, that's just it. In the royal throne room of David and then Solomon and also of the Lord Jesus Christ, the queen occupied uh, what we call the mercy seat, which was to the right, to the right hand of the king. And in other kingdoms, that seat would oftentimes be occupied by a general or by an incredible you know, advocate, Someone who would walk the king through important steps, but also they would be the first person to hear the petitions of members of the kingdom. And they would intercede or they would interfere uh, Hmm. for the benefit of the king and for the benefit of the person making their petition known. So in the kingdom of Solomon, he gave that seat to his mother, who was the queen. That's why in old school Catholic churches, the Mm. old traditional ones, when you walk in, the tabernacle is always in the center, which is where he should be in every Mm -hmm. church. Jesus should be at the center. But then as you look from your perspective to your left is always the shrine of Mary. But we're not supposed to look at the church from our perspective. We're supposed to look at the church from the perspective of Jesus. So if he's Mm. in the center of the church and he's looking out at all of us, his faithful, to his right is his mother, his queen, our queen. So she literally, in the Catholic Church, in the old school layout, the queen, the mother, the intercessor, the one who also interferes for our protection against evil, she would be to his right, at his right hand. So when you go into like the old Catholic churches, you know, they have the beautiful layout, Jesus is always in the center, and then to the left is Our Lady. But in actuality, if you're looking out at us from the throne of Jesus, the tabernacle, Mary is to his right, interceding on our behalf. And when we celebrate the queenship of Mary, we're highlighting she is queen only because her son is king. She is mother because her son is our Lord. And he gives us to her and her to us as mother. That
2: is so beautiful, Father. And the more we understand the depth of our faith, the richer our faith becomes. And, you know, that's an explanation that um, I have heard fairly recently. I think, actually, it was from you, and I appreciate it. It makes so much sense, and I think that we continue to grow and learn our faith, and it just becomes, you know, more more of that treasure in our lives.
1: Now, Father, is there coincidence here, or... We have the assumption on the 15th of August, and then we have the queenship on August the 22nd. Mm. Seven days different. Yep,
0: no coincidence. All
1: right. <laughs> so that's we have, what I'm trying to figure
0: out. <laughs> as Catholics, we have this thing called an octave, which is an eight-day celebration, right? So from the Assumption to Queenship, you have what you call a full week, the octave. Eight cyclical days of prayer. So we celebrate the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven, and then we've got a full week of celebration of her Assumption, and we close out that celebration by acknowledging her queenship. And the way we celebrate it in our calendar is that, you know, Jesus pulls his mother into heaven in the Assumption. We celebrate for a full week and then at the end of it we celebrate her queenship. So she's been reunited with Christ her son who is Lord, who is king, who is our brother, who is our friend and to kind of bring to a cele- bring to a close that celebration we then highlight her queenship and it's very important for everyone listening and digesting this information it's very important for us to remember in celebrating her queenship we are not taking anything away from the kingship of jesus in fact it's quite the contrary in celebrating her queenship we are directing all of our energy back to him as the center, as the king. Now, Chuck and Joanne, you guys have always had this great gift of highlighting the importance and the significance of the family. The family, you know. Jesus came to us first through the family, in the family. So our listeners today, you're listening to how the sacred heart of Jesus has to be at the center of our lives, at the center of our homes. And in this month of August, we're hearing about the importance of Mary and her assumption, in her queenship. Jesus, her son, our brother, Wants his mother, our mother, back by his side in heaven. She is queen because Mm. he is king. Now, it doesn't matter if we are living alone or if we are living with many. When we draw close to the heart of Jesus, when we admit that his mother is our mother, and because he's king, she is now queen, it's important for Mm. us to realize this is the family to which we belong. I mean, our faith, our church is a family.
2: And you know, there's no reason why we can't have a home May crowning, not May, but Queenship. August crowning.
0: crowning in August. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Totally true. Ah. You know, and my thing is like, you know, we Catholics. We love to stay busy. Like, we've got feasts and celebrations. Yeah,
2: we love
0: to celebrate. <laughs> we do. We, we do. Got, people are like, oh, summer's coming to an end. Fourth of July is over. One more holiday. Labor Day, it's like, you need to become Catholic. we got celebrations and parties almost every day. <laughs> then like, We get tired of our celebrations, and then we got days of penance where we become quiet, and then we rear back up again to celebrate the solemnities and the feast days. I mean, it's like... You know, if you're not Catholic, I have no idea what you do with all of your time. (laughs) Uh, We have celebrations and moments of pause and moments of prayer, solitude and silence, and then we have moments where we're singing the Gloria. We just praise God because His life is our life. And that's the thing. Like, when you make the Sacred Heart of Jesus the center of your home, the center of your life, His life becomes our life. Our life is
3: His life.
1: And for those listening, again, go to com. Or certainly call St. Gable Radio. Um, and if you haven't enthroned, hopefully today this has been the nudge you, you've been waiting to hear that's going to take you, as Father said, over the goal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, without football this fall, we can use those <laughs> terminologies, <laughs> over the goal line, and say we're going to do it. We're going to do it as a family. And what better way to do it than coming up on the Assumption – or what better way to do it on the queen ship but also father I, I know we have some Dominicans listening and what about August the
0: eighth <laughs> uh, what we call Holy Father Saint Dominic his feast day you know the month of August has all of these beautiful beautiful uh, feast days of different saints you know and we've got so many to recall and you're right you know uh, a lot of us how many of us have uh, no need to publicly acknowledge it. How many of us have gone to confession at St. Patrick's and the the good Dominican friars have helped us draw closer to the Lord? Uh, we've got many different congregations of Dominican sisters, so they'll celebrate the founder of the Order of Friars Preachers, Holy Father, St. Dominic, you know, so we've got, and that's just around the corner on the 8th, uh, and then looking ahead throughout this month, so rich, you know, don't be afraid to, so many of us depend upon different apps or websites now. Look at some of the different feast days that have uh, their dates within August this month, and get to know the saints. Get to know your brothers and sisters in heaven.
2: And you know, uh, St. Patrick, they are offering reconciliation every day. They have it in the library or in the... um,
1: Parish Center.
2: Yes, our parish center. But they have someone that sort of organizes it, And it's uh, very safe between or behind screens and social distancing. Actually, you're alone in that room. And, you know, for those of you just feeling down, just feeling like, you know, that sort of feeling of blah, it's been five months. Just make a decision. Make a decision that, no, you're not going to remain in that state. And what's going to lift you up is going to be grace. And what's going to lift you up is going to be the sacraments. So if you're going to the grocery store and a lot of cars are on the street now, you know, come to Mass. Come to reconciliation. That's the best thing you can do to really renew your mind, your heart, your spirit is come back to the Lord.
1: Absolutely. And,
2: and for, make a donation.
1: <laughs> make, make a donation. <laughs> they have to, a
2: nice little box down there. St.
1: <laughs> Patrick's. But also, Father, uh, closing, I know that you're sitting next to a third-order Franciscan. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about Maximilian Covey. Uh, oh, um, I love him, too.
0: You know, St. Maximilian Covey founded the Militia Immaculata, and he did so to bring the whole world, all of creation, back to the Sacred Heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Given his great love for the Immaculata, the person of the Blessed Virgin Mary, his feast day is on August 14th, the day before the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. And once again, you know, if you don't know anything about St. Maximilian Maria Kolbe, easily, you know, search him online, Google his name St. Maximilian mm. Kolbe, and you will learn so much about a young man who became a priest who sacrificed his life out of love for Jesus by laying down his life for a fellow prisoner in the death camp of Auschwitz. But by his example, you find such a beautiful testimony of what it means to stay focused on Jesus, irregardless of what's going on around you. Uh, I just got a message from Sister Leonardo from the Dominican sisters. She's listening. She's very happy that Holy Father Dominic just got a shout out. So hopefully she'll forgive me that now I'm moving on to St. Maximilian. <laughs> and, of course, now she's just sending me a message. Don't forget Our Lady of Shostehova on the 26th. What is this, a call-in show? This is a text-in show, apparently.
1: <laughs> so Well, the other thing is... Um I know on August the 21st, Pope Pius X, and for some of you out there like myself, you might say I don't even know anything about Pope Pius X. But one thing is, we follow uh, a person, a, a spiritual father, Father Matteo, and and this is what he said to Father Matteo: Father Matteo, not only do I permit you, but I command you to give your life for this work of social salvation to spread the devotion of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart throughout the world. And that was back right there in the beginning of 1900. Yeah. And I think, Father, what a gift it is that we can have this hour to help people understand this is not relevant today. This has been ongoing from uh, when Apostle John laid his head on the heart of Jesus. Absolutely, yep the beating heart of Jesus. And he wants his beating heart, his sacred heart, in every home.
0: Absolutely. We have uh, enjoyed this hour spent with one another and with all of our listeners here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And if you're listening right now, please know that this hour dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus is on the first Friday of the month, a day dedicated to the sacred heart. And we invite you to please either bring his heart into your home and therefore have a home in his heart, or if you already have, renew that love for the heart mm. of Jesus. Renew that love by you know, just returning to that image of the heart of Jesus and remembering his word, remembering his love, remembering his presence. As we bring to a close this hour, let us together place ourselves before the mercy of God. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all of our undertakings, share in our joys, and in our trials, and in all of our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: This is
0: listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820 on WVSG Columbus and FM 88.3 WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.